Presented by CDE Light Band. Each week we take you around Austin B, the Athletics Department, and occasionally the OVC. Thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners, who make us worth sponsoring. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast by FWAR. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Oh, not so bad. Somebody is having a birthday today. Woo, me and Dale. I, I don't really know Dale Earnhardt Jr. personally. Certainly not Dale, enough. if you're listening to this, certainly happy not birthday. enough to uh, talk to him on a first name basis. But tweet back at me. Casey and Dale Jr. share a birthday. They're birthday buddies. Casey is now um, a year older. You're more bitter. You're more jaded. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough life. Yeah, must suck. Uh, in other and more interesting to people that aren't you news uh mlb playoffs is that a no it's not let's just a sore subject let's just huh? keep it let's just keep it moving all okay? right let's talk about the atlanta braves then no let's not talk about the atlanta braves i don't i don't want to <laughs> why I, not i don't want to you don't <laughs> and you can't make me all right well let's let's start off our mlb playoff talk with colby's updated major league baseball postseason rooting rankings this is obviously uh predicated on not knowing who will triumph between the Rays and Astros in their game five later on Thursday afternoon. But as of uh, right now, my rankings are the Rays, the Astros, losing dignity and self-respect, the Nats, pouring uh, corn alcohol into my eyeballs, the Yankees, digging a hole through concrete until I hear the shrieks of the damned, and then the Cardinals. (laughs) Do you have any Kershaw takes? Bad ones, good ones? Everybody's got one. Where's, what's yours? Uh, but I don't think you put Clayton Kershaw in a position to fail in the postseason. That is not a good position for him to be in. If you wouldn't do that in the regular season with Clayton Kershaw at age 31, now that his fastball's kind of deserted him and he's just – Sketcher's cleats. He's a B-plus version of himself, then don't do it. I don't think he threw a bad pitch that Rendon hit out either. He No, that was very good. hit it off dirt yeah that was a very curveball down yeah that's why anthony rendon is a shortlist mvp candidate and going to make a lot of money in the next three months well or six depending you know maybe the cincinnati reds can give him all that money yeah he doesn't want to live in cincinnati because no one does maybe somebody does no one does the reds riders think we're getting mookie bets cool that's awesome i wish you all the luck in the world with that all right then football what sorry i was uh I was peering off into the middle distance. and He's been doing this ever since the <laughs> 10 run first inning by the St. Louis Cardinals. Contemplating my own mortality. I, I hate the Cardinals as much as anybody, but no, watching you, all this, my sad Braves no, fans you is don't, also fun. You don't hate the Cardinals as much as I do. No, I, I hate the Cardinals a lot. Do we need to go outside and have a discussion about this away from the podcast area? Listen. Do we need, do we need, to, ha- do we need to have a frank exchange of hands over this? This conversation is quickly coming to confrontation. 
No. You guys had one job to knock the Cardinals out, and you ruined it for everybody. Well, we didn't ruin it for everybody. Everybody except Just for the best fans of baseball. Anyway. If you're a Cardinals fan listening, you're not the best fan of baseball. If you're a Cardinals fan listening, you probably don't like either one of us. There's a whole lot of things to reevaluate. Starting with why you're listening to us. Secondly, your baseball team. Anyway, football last week on the bye week. Um, Super nice of them to take the week off. Yeah, it's it's nice to do a lot of the things that we needed to do anyway and hadn't been doing. Uh, I got prepared for basketball. I think you did the same. It's, and it's, it's it, been nice. It was also nice to have a, a Saturday where we could just kind of kick back and watch the little college football. Other teams play good college football. Were you aware of this? I was not aware of this. Other teams, no. I've been watching the Govs all season. Same, but we'll get back to that this week, and we'll have plenty more to talk about later when we do that because this has got another got another big one coming up this weekend. You know what they say. I don't even know where that fits in with what we were talking about. <laughs> you know what they say. Well, I, I mean, I know a lot of things that they say. What's that got to do with what we're talking about right now, though? It doesn't, but uh, soccer played last week. Hey, well done. <laughs> Beautiful segue. <laughs> the Govs went up to Richmond, Kentucky, and got off to a quick start with Anna McPhee scoring in just the second minute of action. It was the first goal of her college career. And then in the 15th minute, Claire LaRose scored what proved to be the game winner. The goal made LaRose the first Gov to score multiple goals this season. And Abigail Gimza assisted on both goals in that game, upping her point total this season to four. The Colonels would score once to get... The score is 2-1, to one, but a 6 save performance from Mary Parker Powell secured the Govs' first OVC win. Sunday wasn't as great for the Govs. They dropped a 2-1 to one heartbreaker at Tennessee Tech, but senior Mel Fisher scored her first goal as a governor off a header off a Claire, La- Claire LaRose corner kick. The Austin volleyball team, for the first time in a long, long time, was in the Dunn Center last week. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Got three matches in. Three of them. In the course of just a few days. And now they're already halfway done with their home schedule. Yep. The Govs open OVC home play Friday against SEMA, dropping a five-setter to a Red Hawk team. They're going to sweep Murray State the next day. The Govs and Red Hawks have always played some pretty wild and pretty entertaining matches uh, here in the Dunn Center, and this one was no exception. Brooke Moore had a 19-kill, 18-dig double-double in the home opener, and Jenny Garrick Bussey had a career day with 43 digs. That is four a, three. That is a large number. That is a lot of digs. Four I don't know. I don't know everything there is to know about volleyball or anything else for I mean, that she's matter. Got a lot of digs already. But that's a but that's, that's a, a that's bunch. A Less than 24 hours later, the guys bounce back to knock off UT Martin three-one in a gentleman's. I gotta quit letting you do the. You've never heard of a gentleman's sweep? Enlighten me, I guess. It's where you let them win. It's like in a series. If you win the series four to one, it's a gentleman's sweep in a seven-game series. You let them win once. Is this one of those things that you picked up on Reds broadcast because they were no, no, constantly no, no, no. No, not, off not getting not off swept? They were they were getting gentlemen swept. Not off a Reds broadcast. It's a gentleman's sweep. You let them win once. Okay, three to one. Chloe Stitt and freshman Tegan Searing each had thirteen kills for the Govs against the Skyhawks. Searing brought home. OVC Newcomer of the Week honors with 24 kills and six blocks for the weekend. On Wednesday, the Govs hosted Murray State in the first first financial bank battle of the border contest in the Dunn Center. Chloe Stitt had 15 kills on the night. Her performance allowed Brooke Moore to concentrate on defense, and she responded with a team-high 19 digs, but the Govs ultimately fell 
three to one against the Racers. Men's tennis played last weekend as well. They opened their season with the APSU Hidden Duel. They had Cumberland and North Alabama in town. The duos of Jacob Lorino and Christian Edinson and then Julius Golden and Anton Danberg each won their first match of the season. But the Govs dropped the duel to North Alabama, losing all three doubles matches in the second match of the day. Singles went much better the following day. Anton Danberg, Jacob Lorino, and Julius Gold each won two matches. Christian Edinson and Thiago Nugera each won one match as the Govs won both of the team duels. Women's golf was back out on the course last week, just a week after hosting the FNM Bank APSU Intercollegiate. It was a tough one in, Atlanta, in Alabama. I almost said Atlanta. Boy, have I got, got, got some things to work through today. It's a rough day. Tough one in Alabama for the Govs at the Chris Bannister Classic. Shelby Darnell uh, was really the bright spot. She took 11th partially on the strength of a tournament best 37 pars, just missing her third straight top 10. An injury knocked Megan Stamps out of the event early and could throw the rest of the fall into a bit of flux for the Govs as they may need to make do without their senior leader for a bit. So that'll wrap up our look back at what we did last week. We'll take a break and bring in Kelsey Gross, one of the more fascinating people we've ever brought in for the podcast, and you'll hear all about her right after this. One through a party in the county jail The prison band was there and they began the band was jumping and the joint began to swing You should have heard this knocked out jailbird sing Let her rock, everybody let her rock Everybody in old cell block Was dancing to the jailhouse rock Spider Murphy played the tenor saxophone Little Joe was blowing on the slide trombone The drummer boy from Illinois was crashed when Austin B. Softball opens up in February, only Kelsey Gross will have experience in the circle. But she'll also be only one of only three players on the roster with a 300 hitting season under her belt. To consider her a multifaceted player doesn't do it justice, but I'll try and fail to give you the full scope of everything she means to Austin P. on and off the field during this interview. Kelsey, how are you? Good, how are you? I am okay. To start, I think we have to examine your two-way player-ness and how much you mean to not just the pitching staff but also in the lineup and just what kind of weird and I don't even know how to describe it because you're what what you do is so unique it's so you just don't see it anymore no you do definitely well you're starting to see it more and more today but Back when I was getting recruit, you har- recruited, you hardly did not see it at all. I kind of came in with more of the coach that recruited me as being a pitcher only, but I knew I could hit. I knew I hit my whole life, and I knew I could play first base. I, defense was always my strong suit, and I knew that I could improve my hitting and be in that lineup, and so that was my mentality. I was like, by junior year, I'm going to be a two-way player. And honestly, being a two-way player kind of gives me that appreciation more for pitching and more for first base and more for hitting because when I go to pitching, it gives me a break from defense hitting. It kind of – or defense and hitting, it kind of takes my mindset off that. When I leave my bullpen, I get a break from pitching and I get to go have fun in defense and hitting. So it's like a – it's given me a huge appreciation for both aspects of the game. You're – you mentioned something there about – taking the break it that's a two-way street because you can't take a bad at bat out into the circle with you and you've got to leave a bad inning pitching behind somewhere before you take your next at bat 
but can they also like can a great inning pitching kind of buoy your batting a little bit? It can. Um, honestly, when I have a great inning pitching, as soon as I go in the dugout and I know I'm coming up to bat, like I feed off of it and I kind of I use this quote all the time. There's a switch in my head, so I flip it to offense. And then when I'm done with my bat, whatever happens, happens. And I'm on that mound, and I know I'm throwing that game or the next inning. I flip it back to pitching, and I'm like, I'm straight pitching mode. So I try to keep pitching first and hitting. Honestly, if I make an error at first, like not let that affect my batting. I try to keep them all three different. And Coach K has definitely helped me with the mental side of the game with all of that because I know – being a two-way player, you have to have that switch to flip them off. I think you're a big proponent of not specializing in anything. Talk about that a little bit and the importance of being really good at several different things over being maybe great at one facet of the game. I think my mindset on that is more as my role on the team, and I'm going to give the team everything I have and what my role is that day so I know if my role is pitching that day and I'm throwing but my bat's off I have nine other girls who are going to be in that lineup who can score that run I know if I'm not on pitching that day but I'm three for four at the plate I'm having a great hitting game my role that day was to hit for my team it, I have a whole battery we call our staff the battery because we're the we charge the the game and everything but I know I have a whole battery who's going to back me up pitching if I'm not on that day so I kind of whatever I'm good at that day that inning is what I go with I don't focus on just one I kind of in that practice like when we're in hitting groups I'm straight focused on that but then I'm moving over to pitching like I'm kind of just always going my mind my life's that way my mind's that way I'm just always going that sounds exhausting I love it though honestly I get bored very easy so <laughs> I like love being on the go I love being in everything like it it really keeps me on my toes. You've had to deal with injury throughout your career, including right now a little bit? Yes, right now I am pushing through. So I'll give you a little backstory. Last November, I quote unquote sprained my um, tendon in my toe. It was stretched and my sesamoid bones were um, inflamed, the tissue around. So I got a cortisone shot. The cortisone shot actually turned my fat pad into liquid so the bottom of my foot where the ball is has no fat pad it's straight bone it's crazy I know it's very rare so junior season I got it taped every day I was in a boot when I was not at softball and I pushed through over the summer and doing that with there being no fat pad my sesamoid bones are now completely fractured so there's two bones in the ball of your foot mine are fractured and the tendon that allows your big toe to move up and down is torn um, the only way to fix that is to have the surgery and have my tendon repaired and my sesamoid bones removed um, right now i'm pushing through we'll, we'll see how it goes after fall so right now i'm pushing through so I get it taped. I'm most likely in a boot when I'm not at softball, and I rock and roll. My adrenaline pushes me every single day. So fair to say you've got a pretty high pain tolerance. I do. I have learned to, honestly, I think I've become immune to the pain in my foot. So it's, it's, it keeps me going. How much does it restrict you, like not just on the field but just in your day-to-day? -day? Um, I do have a little bit of a limp in my walk now, but I – 
can't. So my stress reliever since freshman year has been running. I love going on a run, kind of doing my own thing, going to – I go to Liberty Park a lot, um, the Clarksville Trails. Like, I love to run, but I had to make a commitment over summer that if I'm going to make it through senior year, I cannot be running on my own because running does – hurt it makes it worse so I've made that commitment I kind of learned to deal with stress in different ways I've learned completely to do that um but yeah I I do the elliptical when the team runs I kind of at practice I don't sprint the bases but I get what I can done so I can be ready for the game let's switch to something happier (laughs) you finally got to keep a coaching staff for longer than 20 minutes how nice has it been to get a second year with coach K Oh, my gosh. It has been incredible. I can say Coach K has empowered me as a woman on and off the field. Kind of college is where you find yourself. And I can truly say, like, after junior year, I grew as a person with her. I grew as a player mentally and physically. And I know I'm a better person from the whole coaching staff. Coming in with the same coaching staff was huge because we lost – a lot of girls graduated last year. We came in with a new – a lot of new girls, but we still had that core group that still knew Coach K's style, knew um, Coach Cody and Coach Bree. Coach Bree's new, but knew Coach Cody's hitting style. And so we, um, like, encouraged them to buy into it. So we already knew how everything was going to go. And that makes it so much easier because when you have people that already know a coach, it makes it easier for the whole team to get on board and the whole team to work together rather than everyone trying to figure out how this new coaching style is and stuff like that. But I have nothing negative to say about Coach K. That lady – She's incredible. And even Coach Cody and Coach Bree, they're they're great people. You mentioned something there about getting used to the new coaching staffs. How different is this fall where you're not getting to know a brand new coaching staff and you're just working towards the spring now? Honestly, it's huge for me because it allows me to, I feel like, grow as a player because I knew my mistakes from last year. I knew where I needed to grow as a player I knew my mental game needed to grow I knew physically what I had to work on with my batting with my pitching I knew specific details and the coaches already knowing you as a player knowing how your style works because every player is different every my hitting style is completely different from my teammates and the coach already knowing that helps because they know little bitty like kinks to fix as you're moving forward so I think it's huge coming in already having that player coach relationship you do a lot of work with SAC talk a little bit about your experience with them because I've noticed that everybody seems to get something a little bit different out of what they do with the student athlete advisory committee so I joined SAC a year ago um, but at the beginning of my junior year I was a re- I was a representative for softball so each team has two representatives um, I loved it. I wanted to dig more into it. I wanted to buy into it. Um, So now I'm actually head of the marketing committee within SAC. So I have my own little committee. We do a lot with First Fridays, which are a student organization um, led run with all the organizations there and kind of getting SAC out there. Um, We do the more of social media, kind of getting social media out to are getting our SAC social media out to the public and letting people become more involved in SAC even our own athletes because coming in as a freshman I didn't know much about SAC so we want to buy into them my whole reason to be in SAC is I want to be a voice for the other student athletes I would do 
I love Austin P. I would do my whole four years over again the same way I did it because I've had an incredible time here and I want to my experiences to empower and kind of influence the freshmen coming in. I want them, and even the JUCO transfers, like I want to be a voice for them. I want to hear from them and and get that to Jer or Mr. Gerald. Like I want to be them to have the best experience that I had too. And that's kind of more of a, I also want to be a voice for my own softball team because I know they deserve to have the best experience for softball and so I want to get their voices heard just as much as our voices in SAC are heard. You talked about the the next generation is that why it's been a big thing for you to be a peer mentor? Yes absolutely I think being a peer mentor it influenced me it was new my uh, sophomore year I was one so I've been one since sophomore year it was new and I um kind of bought into it. I loved it. I think it's so important to help the freshmen. Freshmen coming in, they're shy, but they want to be parts of, they want to know everything about what to do. So having that like senior guide them, picking classes for next semester, picking which professor to get, showing them campus, like, or even just know, for the freshmen to know they have me to text just every day or meet for coffee or anything like that. Like it's huge. And and I think it's awesome how I don't have a uh, softball freshman. I have two football players, a golfer, and a cross-country runner. And so that's cool for me because I can let my experience shape them, even though it's a completely different sport. So I, I enjoy being a peer mentor. With this being SAC's Mental Health Awareness Week, uh, is there anything you want to pitch on that? I know that that's been a huge part for you guys this year. And I think uh, it's just – it's phenomenal the work you guys do with that yes I mental health awareness week is huge we really try to challenge the representatives in SAC to have those conversations within their team because everyone in some point in their life is always going to deal with maybe a mental health struggle whether it's injury whether it's family from home because a lot of people are not near home coming to Austin P whether it's an eating disorder whether anything that falls under that category most likely someone's going to go through that or you're going to deal with that especially being a student athlete being a student athlete is hard it's one of the hardest things I've ever done it's challenged me in ways that I had no idea I could be challenged but it's made me the person I am and it's prepared me for life but with mental health, it's kind of like we just want to let people know we're there, we've been there, or other people have been there, but we're all here for each other. We're all here for the one good, and that's to represent Austin P in the best way possible. And so I actually opened up with one of my stories um, last night on the Austin P sack. It was shared, and some of the struggles I went through freshman year and how I coped with them, how I overcame them, and how now I am strong from from seeking out that counseling, if that makes sense. So I want people to know, like, it's okay to go to counseling. It's okay to talk to people. It's okay to find out who you are. Take that time to find out who you are and really be, like, the best person you can be because everyone has something that they can bring into this world. Things are so much easier when you don't go through them alone. Absolutely, yeah. If you have those teammates, I'm actually going through stuff right now that I am relying on my teammates so much. And honestly, I don't know what I would do without them. So having those, like, 
it's we're a family like softball team's a family and the whole Austin Peay student body is my family I've formed friendships here that will last me a lifetime not only with softball with everyone and so having those people to lean on is incredible that are going through some of the same stuff so how how daunting was it to actually be sit down and consciously be vulnerable that is something I struggle with in life I I vulnerability is one thing that I have learned that I have to be and me actually saying you know what I'm gonna share my story I'm gonna sit down and I'm going to try to help someone else who's been through it I know what it was like to be a freshman I knew what it was like to go through what I was going through and I want to help somebody else because I grew and I overcame from it I was terrified to share what I what is on Austin B. Sack if you would love to know go watch the video um but I feel like I'm proud to share it because now I can say like I'm happy and I overcame what I went through but I want to help other people that's my thing is I want to use my experience to influence anyone else going through that is that part of why you are you're still planning to be a teacher correct yes uh, elementary education is that part of why you are looking at being an elementary teacher that desire to help people Yes, I have a huge side of me that wants to pour into other people. Honestly, I love putting other people for myself. Sometimes I have to think the other way, but I love putting people for myself. And kids, like, they're, our ne they're the next generation. Like, they're the next people who are going to come up with ideas and everything. If we can pour into them with through education and not only just educating them like truly caring about them some children and even now like I've been through observation hours I've been in elementary schools in Clarksville like some children don't have that support system at home and if we as teachers can be that like that that's what makes me happy is seeing a kid wanting to come talk to you wanting to open up with you and not only that just wanting to learn like that feeling of a student looking at you and say I get this like I got that math problem or I want to share with you what happened yesterday at baseball practice like that's what makes me happy I just want the kids to be happy I want them to want to learn and like I want to be the one that say hey like I taught them that like I I empowered them honestly just like coach K influences me Chris Austin, friend of the podcast, told us that you did some travel over the summer, did not elaborate at all, just when <laughs> I said, hey, what's something I should ask Kelsey about? He said, you should ask her about traveling. <laughs> I did a little bit of traveling. I went on a f uh, some vacations. I went to CMA Fest, which is in Nashville, love country music, had a great time there. Um, I went to the beach. I went to Seaside, Florida with my family. It was good to spend that time with my parents. Um... I went to uh, Daytona Beach, never been there. It was very cool. I've never been to that side of the ocean. I've always stayed near the Gulf. So it was cool to see both sides. Um, and it was honestly, I'm from Carville, which is right outside of Memphis. So I stayed home a little bit. It was nice to spend that time with my family. And I nannied over summer. So I got experience with children and did pitching lessons. And so it was, it was a good summer. I kind of knew senior year would be a lot with student teaching and going through my injury and softball and everything like that so I, I just wanted to have a fun summer and I did and it was nice to spend time with my family too and relax a little bit and relax for sure junior year was it was a great season honestly my favorite season here like we had success we 
we're very close as a team. Like, it was a great year. So I just kind of wanted to relax over summer, feed off of that energy, and then take it into senior year. What is your favorite word? My favorite word, this is actually kind of funny, but anytime someone says a chocolate chip cookie, I light up. Like, so a chocolate chip cookie, I know it's two words, but I love chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> I'm not going to nitpick that. It took me forever to wrestle that out of Riley last week. What is your least favorite word? My least favorite word is probably a gasser because on the football field when we're in conditioning and like you hear gassers you're just like you got to turn that switch on in your mind that like let's get them over with because they are not fun at all <laughs> who or what inspires you what inspires me honestly choosing to be positive I think inspires me as in more of Let's find the good in everything every day. I'm learning that. Coach K inspires me. I know I brag about her all the time. But I will go in her office and I will just tell her all my problems. And she's like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Like, let's keep moving forward, everything. So she in has inspired. And I know it's only been a year and a half with her now. But that lady has encouraged me more than a lot of people and I mean obviously my parents inspire me every day they're my the best support system I could ever ask for they hardly miss a game like they are I honestly consider them almost the team parents because they pour into not only my life but my teammates life and then one more person that I want to mention is Kristen Ergel she was um coach Ergel's wife he was the offensive line coach last year um she's still checks on to me this day even though they don't live in Clarksville anymore I still have that relationship with her she continue continues to pray for me continues to reach out to me and honestly she has truly impacted my life and kind of was in he here being at school not being at home she was definitely my mom away from home so yeah I'm very close to my mom but she's not here all the time <laughs> well you know she she's letting you spread your wings a little bit too right what is the last book you read for fun the last book I read for fun was called Mind Gym. It is a book for the mental game. So I read it over summer. I actually took notes, and this is where my teaching side came out, kind of drew something from each chapter. But um, it's definitely – it was a book Coach K gave me, and um, it definitely has impacted my mental game for sure. What is your worst habit? My worst habit – when I get nervous, I start, like, twirling my um, hair or, like, kind of – I start moving really bad. Or I, like, get – like, my fingers, I start, like – like, not – I start, like, picking at my nails or something. So I would say that. Like, I get nervous. And chewing gum. Oh, my gosh. I cannot forget to say that. I – anytime I'm nervous, I will be chewing gum. Before I go out to pitch, I'm chewing gum. <laughs> so. What app on your phone gets the most juice? Instagram. Actually, Instagram or Snapchat, but I'm, I like scrolling through Instagram. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Terrifying situation. Um, I would say when my freshman year of high school, when I broke my thumb, and I have three screws in my thumb now, I think going through through that surgery kind of going I remember going into the doors right before I went to sleep and I was very scared but I I was fine after that I've recovered and I'm good now what is your idea of happiness my idea of happiness honestly 
just everyone getting along and like respecting one another and being outside makes me happy and seeing others help one another makes me happy eating cookies make me happy (laughs) honestly like there's a lot I like being with my parents out by the pool like I love to tan like that's a huge thing I do when I'm not a softball but anything like that makes me happy what's your idea of misery 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 I would my idea of misery I don't know I know I guess like seeing my parents hurt or anything like that to not having my parents or anything I think that would be horrible for me seeing something happen to my parents what makes you self-conscious what makes me self-conscious um It used to be public speaking, but I have came out of my shell a little bit and become more um, comfortable with that, I guess. When I, I know, like, this sounds a little bad, but when I strike out, I get a little self-conscious because I'm like, oh, I know I was better than that or I shouldn't have sung at that pitch. But I do get a little self-conscious when I strike out. What is the most embarrassing song you love? Um, Embarrassing song I love. Uh... There's this, like, it's a teaching app, and it's called Go Noodle, and there's this song that they sing about roller coasters, and it's just for the students, but, like, I will sing that song all day long. It's so funny, and it came from my children that I nanny, but it's, like, they're, they're like, are you ready? And then, like, they're like, we're going on this roller coaster, and it's just, <laughs> it's so funny, but it gets stuck in my head all day, but I do love that song. My students will hear it a lot, for sure. How would you prefer to die? Oh, my. Um, I would prefer to die, honestly, like, quick. I do not want a slow death. So if I, like, preferred to die, I would. it would definitely be, like, an impact situation, if that makes sense. So, like, maybe... Gunshot? Car crash? Oh, not a gunshot, because I don't know. Maybe a car <laughs> crash or, like, a plane crash, maybe. Something like that. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? I would like to come back as a gorilla. I love gorillas. Like, I think kind of for my students, I was going along the line of, like, Miss Gross's gorillas. So, like, (laughs) (laughs) I would decorate my room as a safari. But I honestly, I think, I mean, yes, they're very scary animals, but they're strong animals, and they're very cute to me. So, Would you be a gorilla, like, at a zoo or, like, a... Free range, free range. Is that the right way to say? Yeah, it? I guess. Um, I would, I would like to be somebody's pet gorilla, but I know that's very like not. That's a real niche market. Yeah, so maybe probably in the a gorilla in a zoo because I, I would like to see kids and stuff. Even though like it's very sad that those animals are locked up all day, I wouldn't see like as many kids and people if I wasn't in a zoo though. And I like people. Like I, I love talking to people. So you'd want to be a gorilla where, like, they'd just open the door and you'd go out and give hugs to Oh, the my kids. gosh, yes. I would never – I'm definitely a lover, not a fighter. I don't like fights at all. I'm very, like lo- – I'm a loving person, and a lot of people can tell you that, but I would go and give all these kids hugs, and I would definitely be a gorilla that loves people. What might prompt you to lie? Oh. 
hurting someone's feelings. I hate hurting someone's feelings. I don't, I struggle with lying too. Oh my gosh, Coach K can tell you this. Not that I would ever lie to my coach, but she was like, oh, you're so easy to get the truth out of because my face gets all red. Like I get all <laughs> nervous and like, I just cannot lie. So I, but I hate hurting someone's feelings. And when I know I did, I get very upset about it. So that would have to be my answer. What makes you hopeful? What makes me hopeful is probably sh- my relationship I have in Christ. I'm, I believe I'm strong in my faith, and I trust his plan for me. Even now going through some decision-making with my injury, with what my dad was just diagnosed with cancer, what he's going through, um, and he's about to start radiation. What makes me hopeful is I know the Lord has a plan for us. I know the Lord has a plan for him, and... I think our relationship with the Lord is definitely what makes me hopeful for life and my future. What's our purpose in life? I think our purpose in life is to not only please ourselves, not please, but not only like live for ourselves, but also live for others, do help others. I think a huge purpose in life is helping others. That applies with my teaching, but also like fulfilling yourself, making doing what makes you happy but also changing the like do something every day that can change the world or change another person or even just impact another person like do something every day that even a simple compliment can go a long way so if you can compliment someone I feel like my purpose in life is to care for others really I have that caring side but it's also to make myself happy and do what's best for myself so I think that balance is definitely a purpose in life if that kind of makes sense a little bit yeah um so wow i'm really sorry to hear about your dad like that's not yeah how are you dealing um my teammates have my back for sure um it's hard being in clarksville and all of my family back um around the memphis area Uh, so but he the doctors have a good plan for him. There's So there's a mass in his neck and in his tongue. Um, but they have a plan for him who will go through radiation and chemo. It, the whole treatment should take about three months and then go from there. Hopefully, there's a great cure rate. So that's a huge positive for the treatment he's going through. And he's tough and he's, he's a fighter and we support him. My coaches are incredible support system my teammates have my back my whole I'm friends with a lot of other athletes they have my back and so um he's a fighter he can he has this and he can do it and I think this is my first time opening up to the public about it so um because it kind of it's a thing that you find out about but it doesn't hit you until you really start talking about the treatment really set dates and like this is when he's going um, I'm very excited to be home with him for Thanksgiving and winter break because I will be home to help out whenever needed, spending that time with them. Um, that man loves Austin P, huge supporter, buys football season tickets every year, comes up to every football game, game he can. He loves those guys. He loves – he comes up to baseball games, anything. So he knows Austin P has his back, and he knows everyone here is with him. So he's – 
he's tough and he can get through this for sure. He he has this. It's just a scary word, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember the day it was around the um Central Arkansas football game. It was right but the Friday before that game and I knew my mom texted me before I went out to practice and said, call me when you can. Um, so over, over practice, I knew the test results were coming back and went into practice or went in back into the locker room and called my mom. And I think I sat in the locker room for an hour. And um, it's very tough. Uh, Drew Dudley, was, who's my teammate, was honestly the best person to be there with me during that time. Um, it really took some weeks to hit me. It did. But, uh, also Danny Learman has also, her mom has been through and still fighting. Um, she was my teammate for three years, our GA now. She's incredible. Um, couldn't say enough good words about her too. And just my whole team, like when they, when I told them, opened up to them, being vulnerable was one thing I had to learn to be. And, um, they just are so great and supporting me and there we have his back we're on his team and he I mean he ha he he's a fighter he can do this for sure no doubt about it and we'll be thinking about him and thinking about you guys and hoping for the best possible result thank you very much this last year of your senior year mm -hmm. what are your what are your hopes my hopes um definitely Back to OVC tournament, I know we can win. I know a lot of the OVC coaches are treating us as underdogs this year, quote-unquote underdogs, because we have lost a lot. We lost a lot of key players last year, but people are going to step up. I've seen it happen in the fall games. We have great freshmen this year. We have JUCO transfers. We have girls from last year who are in the starting lineup this year who are stepping up. Like, And we, will, we should be – we will be back in that OVC tournament, and our goal is to get that ring for sure. Um, I have some personal goals. I know the team, we have goals, a winning record for sure. Our um, preseason tournaments are definitely going to prepare us for conference, which that our schedule will be coming out very soon, um, just waiting on a few kinks in there. But we will definitely be back in Jackson or in Oxford, Oxford, Alabama. <laughs> No doubt about it, and looking forward to seeing you guys get going February. Thank you very much. Thanks, the books for heaven's sake. The ones looking out a chance to make a break. But the turn to shift to any set nicks, nicks. I wanna stick around, I wanna get my kick letter Big thanks to Kelsey Gross for joining us today. Sounds like she's got a lot going on, and continued thoughts are with her and her family. The Govs football team back in action this weekend. A third straight top 25 opponent will visit the fort when Southeast Missouri comes to town on Saturday. Govs have never beaten multiple top 25 foes in the same year. A win would all but assure also be a spot in the top 25 heading into the TSU contest. 
Kentel Williams averaged eight yards a pop, and D'Angelo Wilson had five catches for 127 yards and two scores in last season's meeting in Cape Girardeau, and both looked to make life miserable for the Red Hawk defense again this year. Hey, what color should you wear if you're coming out to the fort on Saturday? You should wear white. It's white out. It's a white out. Wear white. I think it would be fun if somebody, like, got a plain white T-shirt and then taped, glued, whatever you got to do, a bunch of bottles of white out on it. All right, soccer's going to play this weekend. Hey, hey, I wasn't done. I had a fun fact. Oh, okay. You want a fun fact? I would love a fun fact. So, with this third straight top 25 team coming in, did a little research, and by did a little research, I asked the conference office to answer a question for me. That's what we call research here. Yeah. Um, This is the first time an OVC team is hosting three straight ranked opponents in the regular season since 2009. Shout out to the conference for that super fun fact. Big big does big ups to the conference. Kyle Schwartz, Kyle Schwartz, regular regular listener and friend of the pod. If you're listening, much appreciated. He likes us better than uh, running with the racers. I bet. Oh yeah, no way. You need to, uh, you need to smash hey, that. Kyle, give us those five stars. Five, five, stars, five, five stars, stars, five stars, and uh, leave us a, a nice review. You know, we need we need all the help we can get in the battle against our mortal enemy. Soccer. It's going to be a short weekend for Naomi Collarova's squad. They play on Friday at Jacksonville State. Before getting Sunday off, J-State's the only team in the OVC without a conference win this season, and the Govs will look to keep it that way. On the links, men's golf's turn to host the Evan M. Bank APSU Intercollegiate, this one at Greystone Golf Club in Dixon. Last season, inclement weather limited the event to 36 holes, but it looks like the Govs will have decent weather this time around. Austin P has 17 top five finishes in 20 attempts at their home tournament, including each of the last two seasons. But now the Govs look for their first win in the event since 2014. In volleyball, the Govs, had, or the Govs make the trip to Moorhead State on Saturday to take on the 13-4 Eagles. Moorhead State has won 4-5 to begin league play. A win would take the Govs to 4-2 and two in league standings. Women's golf. Austin Peay's penultimate fall event comes in Jonesboro next week is at the Lady Red Wolf Classic, hosted by Arkansas State. This one was a staple of the schedule for some time, but this will actually be Austin Peay's first trip to Jonesboro since 2009. Men's tennis is back in action this week as well. They're going to head to Louisville, Kentucky to compete in the Louisville Fall Invitational. The 16-team event will span Friday through Sunday. And the Govs look to bring home some hardware. Looks like a really wide array of opponents in that thing. There's actually a good amount of teams from Tennessee, but other than that, it's quite quite a spread out field. If you're looking to get in on some community service stuff, Haley Jacoby has all the opportunities you need to see. Her for any information you'd like about First Christian Church, Buddy Ball, Mana Cafe, Loaves and Fishes, uh, volunteering at Kenwood Elementary, West Creek Middle, or Sango Elementary. Haley is your point of contact for that. Get those Govs Cup points and also just do a little good in the world. SAC Mental Health Week is October 7th through 12th. Follow at APSU underscore SAC for more details. That means it's going on right now. Right now. Right now. Like this very moment. This very this moment. This one right here. Yeah. Uh, I've been very impressed with what they've the SAC reps have done for this week. Uh They've really taken some ownership of it, done some unique things, uh, been very open about things. And that's, you know, that's tough for – You can go listen to More Than a Game with Sean Whittingdale, too, to hear more about Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, Kelsey talked a lot about it, too, earlier in this very podcast, which Casey doesn't hear before we come in here and talk. Otherwise, he'd have known that. I, I did not. You're yeah. right. Yeah. 
you you be a fancy birthday boy and you can just you think you can just say stuff and get away with it. Get in touch, stay in touch with us via web and social media. Casey, how do you do that? On Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us at Let's Go P. And on Facebook, our official account is Austin P. Governor. Austin P. Governors. Shout out to Eric Carter Henry, so she'll quit whining about it, and Taylor Wiseman, who will be a very fancy Northwestern employee very starting next week. Fancy very fancy Northwestern oh. employee starting oh, next so week. Fancy. We will miss Taylor dearly. One, because she's a, a friend, not only of the podcast, but of us, and also because we'll have to start doing some of her work until we can get it replaced, and neither one of us want to do that. Hey, if you know how to make videos, though, and you want to... If you don't, you don't even have to know how to make videos. If you're just uh, really, you really interested in learning and are a self-starter. Yeah. Let's go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody Bush, myself, and no one else getting it done over on Let's go P.com. Tickets? You need tickets? Ticket gurus Katie Locke and her assistant, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, have all the information you can use to get in the game. This includes our VIP end zone experience and single game box life suite offerings, which you can contact the ticket information for more information about. And basketball season tickets? There's something you should be aspiring to acquire. How many days do you have left to renew those? You got five. Five days. Five days to lock One, in two, your three, seats four, from five. last year. And then after that, we're still selling season tickets, but it's open season. So if you got a, a choice spot right behind the Austin P. Bench, you need to lock that down. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating or review on the podcast. Five stars. Five stars. Not only does it uh, help us fly up the rankings so you can get us in front of more ear you know, when you when you have higher rankings on like Google, you get in front of more eyeballs. Like earballs aren't really a thing. Eardrums, ear ear receptors. That would, that would be what you're looking for. Ear ear ears. Get get us in front of more ears, and also beat Murray State, which I think is something that we should all band together and aspire to. We should all be aspiring to beat the Razors. And if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on campus event we should shout out. Ask Casey about cryptocurrency, which I know nothing about. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.